0: See something for a few months for a year and you assume that this is exactly what's going to keep happening right the channel is blocked here a channel is blocked there uh i'm of the opinion that there's going to be a qualitative change in censorship but i do think that the censorship will switch gears it'll become much more powerful uh particularly i strongly believe that we're going to see censorship on the domain level so very few people control it i mean there are literally handful of people that could say, you know, press a button and, and many, many websites will stop working. Whether it's a cyber attack or whatever, uh, you know, whatever the story is, but you will see that. And I think people are, are, are not realizing the degree uh, to, to which the, th- the threat is real. How, how easy it is to do.
1: With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. This episode, I have Daniel Satchkoff coming back to the program. And we're going to talk about censorship, but we're going to talk about whether they're going to take down the entire Internet and how far they'll go with censorship. He has a pl- video platform that was originally called PocketNet. Now they call it Bastion, representing Bastion of Freedom. They have a workaround that if they take down the entire Internet, you will still be able to get video content. And we talk about the recent unrest and riots in Kazakhstan. They actually turned off the Internet there, and Bastion was still working. People were able to communicate with their listeners. People on the ground were able to communicate with each other through Bastion. So it proved that if the Internet goes down, people will still be able to communicate. Now, people have asked me in the past, can they actually take down the entire Internet? And I don't believe there's anybody with one button that can take down the Internet, like Hillary Clinton have the keys to the Internet. That's not how it works. And if there's private networks, you can't take those down. Private networks are on satellites. They're all over the place. A lot of companies have private networks. Those can't be taken down just by one person holding the keys. Now, over the years, they've been working to consolidate their control of the Internet, and that means the DNS servers are, which is which is what routers tap into to know where to route things. And so they if they take that offline, then they can essentially shut down the internet for those who they don't want to use the internet or they can just take it all down for that which they control. And so it's not going to be a clean sweep, but it'll be pretty widespread if they want it to be. And that's what we're going to talk about today and how he has his platform and how it's, how they can work around that. And with everything that's going on and the possibilities of the, them taking it down, which is becoming a higher possibility as the days go on here, everybody should download Bastion. Go sign up for Bastion today. I have the link below download it to your computer. Actually, if you do that, please go to my channel and like one of my videos. I have a zero score right now because they do it differently. They rate people and it's a whole community that does. And then that's how people get to see what videos. It's what YouTube actually should have been doing, but they didn't. And then they also, because it's a freedom of speech platform, they don't take people off, but they will take them off of your site or take them off um, your private channels because you don't want to see them. So they explain it and you can read the, the stuff there. But right now I have a zero score. So if you sign up, sign up and like one of my videos. I just started loading some videos up there. That'll help me a lot. But you do need to sign up. It's important that we get this out there. I want to be able to communicate with everybody if they take our internet down because it's getting more serious as the days go on. And like we were saying, we think that censorship is going to be really ratcheting up. I hope not. I hope we're wrong. And that's not what's going to happen. But people who saw the Rasmussen poll just recently, where 59% of Democratic voters would favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined in their homes at all times, except for emergencies, that they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine. And 48% of voters, Democrat voters, think that federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of the existing vaccines in social media, television, or radio. And 45% of the Democrats also favor governments requiring citizens to temporarily live in a designated facility or location if they refuse to get the flippin' vaccine. This is how close we're getting to Nazi Germany behavior and mindset. It's incredible that we're going through this, but we can see what the propaganda, when you start pumping propaganda in people and that's all they see, this is how much it affects their mental psychosis. They are insane right now. I mean, the fact that they can be convinced that they are the righteous, they're doing the right thing, but they want to act this evil with something that doesn't even work, and then they don't believe the science behind it. They aren't because of the propaganda. All they see is lies. So that's what we're dealing with. And when you have this many people in a party that's in power who stole it, they even stole it and they don't believe it. I mean, it's just we're living in the twilight zone, but the fact that we're living in this means that this is that much more important. So look at the link below. Click on it. Sign up for Bastion. Download the app. While you're there, like one of my videos so that it helps me too and you'll be able to find me easier and and I'll be able to get my word out there and just be safe so that we can communicate with each other if this happens. But anyways, Daniel will explain all of this. And before I get into it, last thing, if you haven't signed up for my newsletter, please do it sarahwestall.com. Support my affiliates while you're there, because that's how I support my show. And let's get into this really important conversation with Daniel Satchkoff of Bastion. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to the
0: program. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me on.
1: Well, I'm really glad that we have this opportunity to talk, because you are able to talk about censorship in a much deeper understanding, there's all these, uh, there's a combination of truth and conspiracy theory that's mixed into censorship. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm gonna cough here and there. Um, and, you know, there used to be this thing that Hillary Clinton had the key to the network and then she's just gonna turn it off and whatever. And obviously, that was a conspiracy theory, but there is some truth to the fact that they can turn off these platforms. And especially when they are in cahoots with the network companies and the routing companies to be able to target specific parts of the network. So can you talk about really where are we at with censorship and how real is this that they can just take things down?
0: Yeah, I think that uh, uh, we're, we're, we're far along uh obviously people realize that there's lots of censorship but what i think people uh, uh, have a problem with is visualizing the path forward everybody wants to extrapolate what happened in the past so you see something for a few months for a year and you assume that this is exactly what's going to keep happening right a channel is blocked here a channel is blocked there Uh, i'm of the opinion that there's going to be a qualitative change in censorship Uh, it's possible anyway i'm not all doom and gloom Obviously, you'll hear from one from of the things I say that I believe that, that there is a way to, you know, to really go against the tide. But I do think that the censorship will switch gears and will become much more powerful. Uh, particularly, I strongly believe that we're going to see censorship on the domain level. So we're going to see what's called DNS, right? Uh, domain name uh, resolution where you type in a website like bastion.com, right? The one the open source platform we created or any other one. And all of a sudden the website won't open. You've you've seen that when Facebook and Instagram had trouble a few months ago, all of a sudden large swaths of DNS worldwide didn't work anymore. So it wasn't just Facebook. It was a lot of other websites.
1: They're doing it at the browser level that we've figured out.
0: Browser level is another area, but browser level is, is not great for them because there's, there's quite a few browsers now and it's not that difficult. There are open source browsers. The, the real censorship I think will happen, uh, well, it's already happening, right? The platforms, and I'll talk about the platforms, but it's gonna go to the domain level.
1: So the domain level at the internet routers that control that, that say, okay, we're not gonna route to this domain.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not even the internet routers, the DNS service, right? The DNS that actually connects the domain name to the IP address is actually highly centralized. Back at the dawn of internet, it was almost public and decentralized. Over time, it was made very, very centralized. So uh, a large, you know, most of the internet's DNS, except some countries resides like, you know, in the US and very few people control it. I mean, there are literally a handful of People that could say, you know, press a button and, and many, many websites will stop working. They don't need to go to the provider level or the router level. It's just a, a very high level where the websites stop working, whether it's a cyber attack or whatever, uh, you know, whatever the story is. But you will see that. And I think people are, are, are not realizing the degree uh, to, to which the, th- the threat is real, how, how easy it is to do. Uh, yes, of course, it's easier to ban somebody off of YouTube. of, of, you know, some other service, you know, Twitter, but at some point, there are enough services that that are there's many decentralized, there's some decentralized services, many freedom oriented services now, to where it might make sense to just say, you know what, instead of having like a list of uh, domains that are banned, we're going to flip it around and say, Here's only the list of domains that are allowed. And this would be like, you know, let's say CNN, MSNBC, Facebook. So you're going to have like 10 domains that are allowed. Or another thing that, that could happen is there'll be some domains that are allowed where the internet speed is normal and all the other domains will be slowed. And this could be done, for example, say, you know what, we have like a hacker attack. And there's problems with the internet and we have to sort of ration it. It's like the food, right? We have to ration the food. Well, we have to ration the internet. So when you go on Facebook, you're gonna get normal internet with video and everything. But you go to other websites, all of a sudden we're gonna slow down the traffic to those websites. That's another possibility.
1: And they won't allow a domain to stay up if they air a certain amount of content. Like you, if you have, I don't know, Alex Jones is always the one that gets picked on. If Alex Jones is on this channel, you won't get aired. And then so those platforms get nervous and they won't air them. And the ones that are dedicated to free speech will, um, will want to air them. But then the DNS routers you call DNS service that will, um, keep people from going there. And it's at the router level or the DNS level. I always call it the router because the DNS was always done at the router levels, but it's been all consolidated now. And I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, and I think that to take a step back just uh, to, to, un- to help uh, our viewers understand the, the problem that we are facing, I really, when I, when I analyze the situation, you know, I'm a, I'm a scientist and a tech geek and a math geek, I try to, I try to think about uh, the future, kind of the path forward, not just extrapolating the past, but also think about the deep underlying reasons for what's happening. And uh, we have to go beyond the personalities, right? Everybody likes to, you know, uh, hate on, you know, Facebook and then Twitter. There was Jack Dorsey, and now he's gone. And but personalities, uh, however justified it is, they don't explain anything. Uh, really, the the way the censorship at the platform level, right? We're talking about the platform level where people get banned off of YouTube, Twitter, and so on. It's explained by the nature of the corporate platform. It's pretty inevitable that a corporate platform starts doing this at some point in their life cycle. So when the platform is launched, let's say Facebook or Twitter, uh, or there are some newer platforms, it's always about give, give, give. It wants to give to users. It wants to attract users. It wants to attract bloggers, businesses. It very frequently will brand itself as a free speech platform. Remember, Twitter, according to Jack Dorsey, not too long ago, uh, was self-described as a free, uh, free speech wing of the free speech party. That's how they describe themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they were so free speech. It's like extreme free speech. But a- as we found out, it's uh, it is not so. Uh, and it's not the blame of a uh, fault of a particular person. It is really the nature of the platform because a corporate platform uh, will attract users, will attract capital, will grow. And will actually, uh, you know, spend money to grow. It will not earn money. It will be negative. So it will actually distribute money. You can always think of it like helicopter money. But at some point, this platform, when it gets big enough and confident enough in its position, it will start taking that value back. And it will take the value back both monetarily, but even more so in the control of your mind. It has to, you know, control the narratives. And there's no way around it. I mean, think of like. You know, um, uh, for example, WhatsApp is a famous messaging app that was started by a very freedom oriented person. Um, And he was all about freedom, but then he was offered $19 billion and it wasn't him. Corporation has to take that kind of money. Corporation has a board, it has investors. So they ended up selling to Facebook. And of course the founder was very sorry. He said, you know, I sold my users down the river but uh, I don't think he, he, he even had much of a choice. And that's what's going to happen. Every platform, when, when, when you analyze the new platform, right? There are many platforms now that call themselves freedom-oriented. And many of them are quite good. And, and many of them, some of them have great people behind them. But you have to understand that a corporate platform has a number of vulnerabilities. And this is really, really important. A corporation can be brought to heel very easily. So first way to, to really bring corporation to heel is through, you know, legal stuff through fines. Like, for example, the news came out just today that Germany, I don't know if you read it, um, uh, Germany, German government announced that they're, they're, they're looking to ban telegram. So uh, a whole government is looking to ban telegram and they say they're going to fine telegram huge amount of fines unless they comply with their, you know, censorship policies.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, a corporation has no defense against that because I don't think Telegram can lose the EU market because Germany essentially is, is EU. So that's one way to censor a corporation. Another way to censor a centralized entity like a corporation is to turn off the servers because a corporation has very defined servers. And right now, uh, any social network requires a lot of computers, right? When, when you log on to Bastion, and I'll talk about Bastion, the, the network, the open source non-corporate network that we created with a bunch of programmers. Uh, But when you log on to any network, it requires computers. And those computers are centralized. They're sort of in one place. It's very easy to turn them off. And there is an example, remember Parler. Parler at some point became number one downloaded app on App Store and Play Store. What happened? When they couldn't agree to censor stuff, when they didn't agree to censor stuff, what happened? Amazon, I believe, just turned off their servers, so they were—they just went dead, silent. So that's the second vulnerability of a of a corporate corporate platform. So if you have this new freedom-oriented platform, remember, no matter the personalities, uh, it, it is going to be brought to heel sooner or later. Uh, like Telegram is a great example. I think that um, it is actually a great platform. It's done a lot of good. But inevitably, I think it, it will be either brought down or brought to you uh, by by uh, by the sensors, by corporate sensors. And the third way that um, centralized platforms will be censored is financial. It's very easy. You know, turn off the bank account uh, like a gab in the US, I think, experienced that to some degree. Now, I think gab like showed remarkable durability and survivability for a centralized platform probably has to do with people behind it. I don't know, uh, but uh, uh, in general, you know, financial censorship is also very harsh because you have to pay salaries, you have to pay um, for servers. You know, there are lots of different things going on. So when you have a centralized entity, what I'm trying to get, uh, to, you know, if you're a blogger watching this, or if you're a viewer watching this, you're sick and tired of YouTube, and then the new uh, corporation shows up and says, "We're free speech," like Jack Dorsey said, you know, "We're the free speech wing of the free speech party," and you go there. Right. Right now, uh, there are a couple of I'm not going to name them because I don't like to, you know, uh, say you know it kind of implies something negative. But there are platforms that are popular. But remember, they're centralized corporate platforms. It's pretty inevitable that as soon as they get enough people, they get enough of audience, they will turn around and and censor. And that's why uh, years ago um, I teamed up with a bunch of uh, math geeks like myself and programmers, and we thought like. Well, these three things right we talked about the corporate censorship the uh the centralized servers the financial censorship how can we get away from that and the the answer is actually like cryptocurrency right bitcoin bitcoin is the answer in my opinion to a lot of this censorship to to a great deal of it because bitcoin solves a number of problems it's non-corporate it's open source look i mean it's got no, like, if, if Germany wanted to ban Bitcoin, who would it find? There's nobody to find. There is no Bitcoin. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's, a, it's an answer, but it also, when it comes to money, they have even difficult, they have other problems, right? Because people have to take the money. I think the money, from a technical standpoint, it's an answer, but I do think that they have even more complications to overcome than you would have doing your... Uh, doing a social media platform
0: you mean for the bitcoin there was a bit of a breakup so but what's the complication do you what's the? i mean there are lots of complications either way right things are difficult but what are they
1: well with the money thing they can get really weird and say you can't use this i mean they can just block the money and say nobody in this country can use this money you know i mean they can get really weird with money but with um yours in a country like ours where supposedly we have free speech They can say, okay, well, corporations, even though they're controlled by the government, corporations um, can do whatever they want. So if they want to get rid of all this speech, they can do it. And then they're going to just blame it on that. Say it's a freedom issue. And really it's the corporate or it's the government forcing it on these people. But um, they, you still, if you have a, um, they, they mean, they still have to allow, if there's an independent minded company, they still have to allow them to serve people right but with money they can outlaw it they can just say it's it's you can't use this money they can get really weird with money not that i don't think bitch not that i don't think bitcoin is a great future i'm i'm into cryptos i'm just saying that it's it's even more complicated than what you're doing
0: well they can easily outlaw it as a payment method and it's be hard but but to outlaw it as a uh, store of value is very very difficult So let's go back to the three pillars. Yes, three pillars of censorship. Right, the corporate level, the server level, the the computer level, and the financial level. Uh, Let's look at the example of Bitcoin. Right, there's no corporation. Like we said, there's nobody to 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 find. There are a bunch of people. You know, developers come and go. It's a it's a platform. It's an open source platform, and that's what we used in Bastion. Uh, the second thing is servers. Well, Bitcoin has no server for it; doesn't use Amazon or any other service. The computers that run Bitcoin are all around the world, and they're run by users. So, pretty much to stop Bitcoin, you would have to stop every computer in the world that runs it. I mean, it's it's an incredibly tall order.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Right? I agree. It's it, but I'm just saying from a money from a value standpoint, you're absolutely right. From a money standpoint, some of these um, these I don't know. Governments can get pretty nutty. Um, But they're getting nutty when it comes to. but, But
0: also, look, I mean, they've tried and, you know, like, for example, China, they've tried. It's not that easy again. Yes. If you're banning you know, people buying milk for Bitcoin, it's very easy. Right. But but if you're people are just holding Bitcoin and occasionally transfer it, it is very difficult because, yeah, Bitcoin can be tracked to some degree. But with some of the newest enhancements of Bitcoin, like Taproot, it becomes less trackable. So it is very hard to even financially censor Bitcoin. And I think that's, I think governments would love nothing more for it to go away uh, than for it to go away. But it is not easy because the the disruption, you have to weigh the cost to to try to outlaw it. It's going to be major disruption and people will not comply. Think of somebody who put in, you know, their life savings into Bitcoin. Will they just comply? No, they will hide it you know, whatever they will do. So I think that we will see lots of regulation on crypto, but I think many countries will go short of banning it because they realize it's futile. It's absolutely, you know, impossible. Like, for example, uh, I, as a kid, I grew up in the Soviet Union, right? Until 15 years old, I lived in Soviet Union and uh, there were lots of things banned. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't buy and sell many things. And yet people did that. Even US dollars were banned in Soviet Union. And there were people who would exchange US dollars into rubles and so on yes it was illegal yes you could get a jail term for it but some people you know enough people did it so uh, i think that um, with bitcoin is even harder so when we looked at the problem of censorship we said well these are the three pillars well the fourth pillar right the three pillars again is the corporate level censorship it is the server shutting down servers and the third one is the financial censorship which Obviously, cryptocurrency avoids because in Bitcoin, right? Let's say you say, okay, we need to shut down Bitcoin. Let's shut down bank accounts for Bitcoin. (laughs) Well, there are no bank accounts for Bitcoin. So, you know, Bitcoin, like people in the Bitcoin ecosystem get compensated directly with Bitcoin. And the fourth level of censorship beyond those three is what I talked about, is a domain censorship. Now, that doesn't touch Bitcoin, but when we go into the social media, uh, and, and, and uh, thought, right, thought crimes, uh, you're really going to see these domain blocks. But again, the platform that we worked on is called bastion.com, but it's, it's not just .com, I will explain it, that it is built completely on the Bitcoin foundation. So it's open source, there's no corporation, there's not any office or any people, those people come and go. And even myself, I'm the inventor, I invented a lot of the math behind it. But I don't actually work on it actively. I don't program it. There are lots of people around the world that do it. I don't even know many of them. So it's a Bitcoin model that's very hard to get your arms around. The second thing, it has no computers, central computers. All of the social network, just like Bitcoin, exists on computers around the world. There are hundreds of them at this point. There will be thousands and tens of thousands. So it is not possible to say, let's shut down their servers like they did with the parlor. Financially, it's very hard because, again, it's got its own token internally and people use the token for things. So there's no bank accounts or anything like that. But ultimately, one of the most important things that we did with Bastion, and that's kind of going beyond Bitcoin, is we created this the computer app, the desktop app. It's not a mobile, not a smartphone app, but the desktop app. And the way it works is that it doesn't work through Bastion.com.
1: Before we get into that, I want to ask you, because you're, you're going to explain how this gets around censorship when they start shutting down domains. So I wanna talk about that. But before we get into this, I wanna talk a little bit about your background and why you think based on what you're seeing now that this is something that we need to be very concerned about. I know people, you know, we, we see the censorship already and we're like, holy crap, this, this is just incredible. But I, I wanna take it to the next level and talk about why you think this is really going to get worse and why you think because they've already taken censorship up a couple notches right I mean, I mean they just wiped out they just took yeah. off Marjorie Taylor Green for putting for sharing government doc, uh, public government information and she got yeah. taken off elected, because it was elected, against their narrative uh, elected, yes.
0: yeah.
1: elected officials sharing public government uh, information. That was factually true and she got taken off because it wasn't, it was inconvenient for them. So uh, this is, that's, I mean, this is beyond normal censorship. So, you know, being from the Soviet Union and having that background, you've been able, I mean, you've seen how authoritarian governments in action. I mean, a lot of people in the United States are pretty naive to what this is, is the first time we saw it. And we can't imagine it going to the next level. But talk about that. What is the next level? And what does your experience, you know, being from Soviet Union, what is, what is the next level? And why should we be worried?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that when I, I mean, I grew up as a kid in Soviet Union, but I also talked to my you know, parents, grandparents, I read a lot of books, and I know the history of it. The time that I cap- captured there was 1980s uh, there, I mean, obviously the the one lesson that I think, uh, that, that should be taken away from that is that censorship has to be all encompassing. That's why a few years ago, when I saw these things happening in the States, I'm like, this is not going to stop there. That is just, you know, this is not a thing, you know, it's like, you can't be, uh, you know, half pregnant though. Pregnancy is a very positive thing. Censorship is not, but it's like, there's no, sure. ha, there's no partial censorship. Once you go there, you have to control everything and not just in one It's never enough to control it in one country. And I, I will say this, uh, if, if there are Americans still naive to the censorship, I don't know what to tell them because right now, American censorship to in many ways is more pernicious than it was in Soviet Union. In Soviet Union, censorship was very, very tough. But at the common level, right, uh, you know, level of, let's say, school and so on, you could, you could express some opinions. You have to pay homage, right? So if you wrote a children's book, you have to write something about Lenin or, or, or Marx. But that's it. After that, you're free to talk about normal family life. You're, you're free to talk about things and, and patriotism and so on. So actually, Soviet Union censorship toward the end was weaker, than what it is in the States. Now, I think make, make no mistake about it right now. And, 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 uh, certainly places like Canada and Europe are f- much worse than United States. People don't realize
1: this. They don't realize they don't. of how deep and intense this is. I had somebody who my, um, my Apple podcast channel went down and now it's back up and it's set. It's actually set up better now. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, they they said they the one that told me about it and I, I first heard about it and, and they said you, you know people don't realize how deep and insidious this is they don't know how deep this goes and I just heard Sean from SGT talk about how his PayPal was just shut down and it's like that all over the place people don't realize how much they're messing with us and how and this is just the beginning isn't it because they they're probably trying to figure it out and testing to see how they can get to a complete control. And why do they want that complete control?
0: Well, I mean, that's uh, I think that's uh, probably outside of the scope of our discussion, why they want it, but they, they clearly want it. You can't stop here. The point is they cannot just stop and say, you know what, that's enough. Simply because there, um, uh, there is a response, there are plat- many other platforms happening. Uh, there, you know, Basically, so there's action and there's counteraction but once you go there you really you really want to try to make censorship all encompassing like in china for example right in china censorship is at a completely different level and it it's tied to your life it's you know i think and this is clearly and and i think that many people who are propagating the censorship they clearly expressed the opinion that chinese system is good that we need to try to emulate yes. And, and the current Chinese system for is far, far more pernicious than what the Soviet Union was in 1980s. Soviet Union 1980s was a totalitarian state. There was censorship that was all encompassing, but it was superficial. In other words, once you pay homage a little bit to whatever uh, uh, communist values, then you're free to sort of interact. And then if you don't wanna pay homage, nobody forced you to, you can just step away. Yes, you don't have a public role, but you don't have to, where, what, where we're seeing right now is you're like, basically, wherever, wherever you are, you're pretty much like forced to adopt to all kinds of sense, all kinds of nonsensical censorship, right, and me as a Christian, I find it appalling, you know, things that never existed, for example, in Soviet Union, nobody tried, you know, talked about, you know, uh, uh, family being something, you know, uh, not between a man and a woman, right, that, it's not, you don't need to have a father and mother and father. They didn't try to do that. They didn't try to take that away. That was sort of like left up, you know, left outside of the realm of censorship. Whereas what I'm seeing right now is like the family is firm. And that's probably one of the reasons why I get into this. I'm not a, so much of a political person, but I see that the family is firmly in their crosshairs, right? This is, they, they're going to want to censor to the level where even the way you view the family, you build your family, what you discuss in your family. Is censored through, you know, kids bringing home certain types of views, and you cannot sort of teach them what you believe it to be right. I think this is where this is going. So you cannot get more extreme than that.
1: Only the views they want people to think will be the, the ones that they'll be allowed to talk about and propagate. And so the view that you agree with won't be talked about anywhere And so that will eventually get everyone to start to be exactly what they want to be. You have to go underground if you agree with the normal family kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's the goal. And that's why thinking about that, if you think about it, that is, you know, going after the family is far more uh, ambitious goal than even banning a sitting, uh, you know, uh, sitting elected member of, of Congress. That is a very ambitious. So, if you think, and they clearly, it's clearly one of the goals. So, if that is one of the goals, everything in between is just given. So, are they going to go further in censorship? They have to, because that's the ambition uh, that is clearly, that, that they clearly show. Are they going to ban more people? Yes. But at some point, it will start working. People will start abandoning, like Twitter, right? People are abandoning Twitter. Everybody's going to Telegram. That's why they're focusing. They're higher on Telegram now, but people will go to other platforms. They will go to Bastion, they are going to Bastion. So at some point they're gonna to try to do something uh, far more ambitious and then just say, you know what? Instead of having uh, uh, approved, we- instead of having like banned websites, cause some websites are banned. Why don't we flip it around and say, well, here are the approved websites and everybody else either doesn't work or just works at a very slow speed. Again, I hope it doesn't get there. I hope I'm wrong. But I believe that this, this will be tested and that's why uh, platforms like Bastion and other platforms, they need to exist because they they actually make it less likely that they succeed with that.
1: Yeah, well, I think you're, it's a hedge against them doing it. It's kind of like people are out there getting uh, satellite phones because they're really concerned that they're going to turn off these networks. Your situation would be exactly like that. They won't be able to do anything. Explain how your app, and how you set up Bastion, will get around all of everything we just talked about.
0: Uh, So uh, yes, Bastion has a number of layers to it. It has the bastion.com website, which you can go to now and register. It takes like 30 seconds. There's no personal information. So you're never at risk of a hack uh, of your personal uh, phone number or your messages. There's just no personal information collected and it takes 30 seconds. You can use bastion.com on the computer. You can use it on smartphones. But we also have something called the desktop app. The desktop is your computer, whether it's a Windows or a Mac. And this desktop app works in a unique way. There is no such social network anywhere. It doesn't exist. Uh, Bastion is the only one. On the desktop app, your computer, your app connects directly to the nodes around the world. It doesn't touch bastion.com. It doesn't touch any other domain. It doesn't touch what's called certificates because there are SSL certificates um, and so on. All of these things are approved by centralized entities. They can be taken away. Bastion, uh, Bastion desktop app uses none of those things. It's just exactly like Bitcoin. It connects directly to the nodes around the world. Then there are nodes in, in the States, in Europe, in Asia, and, you know, Vietnam, I know there are nodes. And uh, in Russia, there are lots of nodes around the world. So. Uh, as long as some of them are operational, you will log on to the bastion, uh, dot com, Bastion.com, download the desktop app, and then never be tied to the dot .com again. We just had a great story, and we posted a video from one of the users. I don't know if you heard about the events that happened in Kazakhstan.
1: Yeah, I uh, know.
0: There's all that stuff going on. Just a few on. days ago, there were massive. Yeah. Did you hear that?
1: No. Well, I know there's all those massive uh, protests and stuff going on, but how did you guys come into this?
0: Well, so what happened was uh, a, a Kazakhstan government, during the process, turned off the Internet. At first, they turned off the Internet completely. And this is again, when we brainstormed this, we thought that it would happen like this, that a censoring entity would try to turn off the Internet completely. But our hypothesis was that they cannot sustain that because you have to understand that in today's world, there's if you just shut down the Internet completely, you're you're just minutes away from complete chaos from yes. everything breaking yep. down not just censoring free speech but you're like basically you're going back into the you know into the stone age at this point because everybody relies on it everything relies on it even things that have nothing to do with social networks so instead of shutting down the internet completely they would bring back and they would censor the dns just like i described before so you could go into certain approved websites, but other websites didn't work. And so our user sent us a video uh, where, he, you know, he or she, I don't know, was going to different websites, including bastion.com and they would not resolve. They didn't work, but they went to the desktop app and they were able to read everything. They would be able to get all of the news. They, you oh, know, this excellent. could potentially save lives because if you think of the situation, it was almost like a war zone you're sitting there with no information, all of a sudden, boom, you're, you're right in the middle. You can read all your favorite bloggers. You can you know, watch stuff. And of course it worked a little bit slower than normal because of things going on, but sure. it, it was more than adequate to actually get all of the information you need. So just like a week ago, we had the biggest stress test for Bastion and it passed with flying colors exactly as we thought. They blocked the DNS and the desktop app worked.
1: That's excellent. Well, I mean, it proves as to what we're talking about here is that we have to have a backup plan and not even just a backup plan. You got to start getting used to using it because by the time you need it, you need to be ready to be able to use it.
0: Exactly, yeah. If you you don't have it and if you're not following uh, uh, bloggers out there like yourself and their other, you know, like Dan Dix, Press for Truth is there and InfoWars is actually also on the website. So there are many bloggers. If you're not following them there, then, if the crisis hits, it's going to be harder because uh, to download the desktop app, you still need to go somewhere, right? Right now, you can go to Bastion.com, sign up, and download the desktop app. Uh, but if, let's say, Bastion.com is blocked, then you're reduced to trying to d- install this app from friends and so on. It, you're losing time, and and potentially you may not get it. So that's why it's. I think it's the best strategy is to get used to using censorship resistant methods just like with money right i think the best thing is to start using get used to using cash or bitcoin uh because you know ultimately all of our digital money you know plastic cards you know these are cards they're highly censored right basically they can be turned off like that
1: yeah yeah so okay well how do people get it then i mean we're gonna have a link below for people to use is that the best place just use the link that i have here
0: yeah, go to bastion.com, register. Uh, and uh, in the upper right, you will see Help Center. If, when you go to Help Center, you will be able, there's a place to download apps and you will see an app for Windows, for Mac, for Linux. Download the app to your computer. I know many people nowadays prefer to use their smartphone. And I think that's a, that's a bad idea. You, it's okay to use your smartphone. It's fine, but the smartphone doesn't belong to you. It belongs you know if you use an android it belongs to apple because the operating system controls everything so same thing with um uh, if you use it, if you're using an android phone it, it belongs to google if you're using an iphone it belongs to apple and it's very hard you know if they can easily shut down many many things on your phone and it takes like a lot of technical skills to free up your phone to be able to use it uh, whereas on the computer we still have a relative degree of freedom Uh, computer even a windows computer as long as it's slightly older operating system it's fairly you know it's not censored you can install the app and then you're going to be in touch with information because the 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 worst thing that will happen is there's some sort of crisis like in kazakhstan or something else and you're cut off from information you're only able to read you know approved sources those approved sources will not tell you what you need to know to survive and thrive
1: no, they're going to tell you what the government wants you to know, and you're going to be stuck. And if you're in one of those groups that are targeted, which is about half of Americans right now, you will be in trouble. And how many? What is the percentage? Probably about half of almost every country right now.
0: I think that I mean the, the split is very, very different. Obviously, there's a lot of divide and conquer. Uh, uh, you know, I'm hoping that more and more people will agree to disagree. Right? We we have to get along and uh, i heard it said it was actually not a not a conservative person who said it i think it was a liberal person that the the, the three most important words in a relationship is not i love you but it's get over it right we that's have exactly to right you know we have to get over it and, and try to get along
1: traditional liberalism wasn't this and so there the people who think yeah. that this yeah. is, yeah. this, I is, mean, not this is not sure. this is not liberalism and so the people who are traditional liberal liberals and they actually were that not because they were just part of a clan you know they were there because they truly believed in the principles of what they believed in those people are horrified the ones who are still there are the ones who believe in it because they're just part of this group and that's not what a traditional liberal is and so they people have to ask themselves are you part of this because you really believed in the traditional liberal ideals or you just like being part of that Democrat group and you have no idea what they were ever really about because they were never about this. It's just incredible.
0: Yeah, that's why yeah, I'm hoping more people will, will, will understand that um, having arbitrary banning like, like we have right now around the world is not gonna be healthy. Because today they ban somebody you don't like, tomorrow they ban somebody you do like, and the day after tomorrow they ban you. you Yeah, they come for
1: you. Yeah, you did nothing, and then next thing you know, they come for you. That's like just (laughs) 101 of how this works. Okay, well, thank you so much, Daniel. I love the fact that you're working on this, because we need people out there, and you've spent a lot of your own money, your own time you've realized that this is happening and then you haven't made a fortune off this. Have you, you, you're, nobody does at this point. I've not made I mean, a penny
0: off of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how and, do you make a fortune when you're censored? Uh, like that's the and... goal.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But
0: I will say I'm very grateful to many people because this was just an idea and I'm not even, you know, a lot of this uh, pro I'm not a programmer per se. I do programming, but mostly I do math and theory. Uh, I could never program this thing. There were people that showed up. I mean, it was was a miracle, right? And I'm a religious person. So it was a miracle. People showed up and would always like in the exact time when we need somebody, they would show up or somebody would show up and say, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to learn. And they did learn and they did it. It's, It's amazing. So right now there are like 26 people around the world working on this, like 26 people, you know, and I'm not even doing any coding. So,
1: well, I got to tell you, when I first went to, I got a computer science degree in the engineering school. I think you know that. And when yep. I first went there, it wasn't long that the computer science and the math departments were separated because computer science always used to be part of the math department. And now it's changed. I mean, now it's like, it's completely, you know, but it's because computer science is so math intensive. I mean, I practically have a math degree and uh, now it's a little different, you know, the way the kids are trained now. but. Yeah, so having a math degree, you know, it's a lot of those same principles. But that's why you can do what you're doing. That's why it is what it is. It's all fun, whatever. I'm just kind of giving some nostalgia. Uh,
0: kids, you know, study math. Um, once, if you know math, you'll be able to pick up anything else. If you study, you know, uh, marketing, <laughs> you will not. If you know math, you can do be a great marketer. If you're a marketer, yes, that's yes. Uh, you cannot do anything else.
1: Well... You can, unless you're just so microscopically focused and not able to get out of your kind of nerdy world. But if you are, then you absolutely can be a good marketer. And uh, it's kind of funny because there are a lot of people like that, as you know. Um, but you're right, because it's one, one makes it easy to do the other because you can see very clearly, kind of in an abstract way. It's uh, the world is changing also with medicine. Medicine, the electrical engineering and computer science is starting to take. You mean that everything is merging biology and physics and, and, um, med- it's not that it ever, it, 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 our understanding is evolving. So they're realizing that you have to know multiple disciplines to really know how we work and that biology, computer science, electrical engineering is the future of medicine, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I actually do uh, work in many different fields, right? Over the years, I'm kind of this very curious person that jumps into many different fields. So I'm very well familiar with applications of, let's say, machine learning in medicine. And uh, I mean, over the last couple of years, I was at some, some, on some level, I was very dismayed by a lot of scientists who clearly, clearly are afraid to speak up. But I was also very heartened by many, there were a number of you know, luminaries, amazing scientists that risked everything yeah. to, you know, to tell the truth. So I think that um, it's, it's not it's not about, uh, you know, uh, science versus anti-science. I think most important thing is integrity. Right. You have to have integrity. And, for, you know, if you're if you're in the information technology or you do things that you think are relevant and you're interested in, in Bastion, Email supportedbastian.com, uh, support at bastion.com, support at bastion.com. You know, we have a number of team members and many areas where you can apply yourself, right? A lot of it is done in C++, but there's also JavaScript, there's Python, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, I'm very grateful to those professionals who stepped up and with no salary, right? There's no corporation, no, no venture capital. They just worked for years to create this amazing, you know, amazing platform. So if you wanted those, even if you're working somewhere, you can still contribute to the project. You know, we're hoping to have a hundred people working it by year end because it's growing pretty rapidly.
1: Well, that's how Linux was first created. They had all these professionals working on it because, you know, I knew a lot of people yeah. that were working on it back in the day, and uh, that's all it was. It was an open source platform. Now it's the, the operating system so it's pretty cool yeah yeah so okay well good thank you so much for joining me today and um the link below people need to sign up get prepared for censorship and we will talk soon daniel thank you so much
0: yeah let's talk again sarah thank you for having me thank you for for listening and uh, join bastion.com and uh, be ready you know be one step ahead don't be behind